Slayer slays. Watches. Watches? I'll be there. We're talking violence, strong language, adult content. I don't like vampires. I'm gonna take a stand and say they're not good. Wish Buffy was here. Whatever. Can I go? Yeah, I do. Must be Tuesday. And welcome to episode nine of the Watchers podcast, the podcast where me, Alex, and my friend Georgia watch an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then spend even longer talking about it. Georgia, how are you? I'm very well, Bert. Thank you very much. I'm very well. What have you been up to since we last spoke? Um, well, I'm just showing you my <laughs> homemade Christmas decorations. Yeah. It's Christmas in 12 days and I'm still finding things to make because that is lockdown life, tier two life. Um, so as I was just showing you, making a cardboard Christmas wreath and uh, <laughs> the reindeer. It was very good, just, I like it. <laughs> it's not even finished yet, but thank you for being so polite. <laughs> Other people haven't been as enthusiastic. I can see the potential is what I'm saying. I mean, that's probably a very good basis for our friendship as well, isn't it? <laughs> Why it's lasted the test of time, as you saw the potential all those years ago. <laughs> Speaking of tier two life, um, we could just probably tell everyone that we are uh, at opposite ends of the town uh, yeah. on, on our laptops recording this. And I've got to say, I really hope that the tiers are changed very soon because it was a nightmare trying to edit uh, last last time's episode because there's so many gaps because of like little delays on Zoom or what have you, or, or my audio cuts out and then your audio cuts out. It's, well, it's because uh, I'm doing it right now. It's because yeah. I speak over you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be fine. I hope uh, if everyone, if anyone listened to it last week, I hope that it, it was okay. It wasn't too, too bad. Um, but uh, yeah, it was that was a bit of a bit of a tricky one. I don't because like I've watched so many interviews and stuff over Zoom, like because that's just how things are, aren't they? And I've obviously done loads of meetings and stuff with work, so it's it's figuring out the what's the word like the the etiquette, the Zoom etiquette is that actually you should be leaving a slight gap so that someone can finish, whereas I get too excited and want to shout at you. <laughs> So just end up cutting you off and then that makes your audio go weird. So yeah, my fault, guys. The Zetiket, we'll have to call that. <laughs> so are you ready for the latest episode? Yes, I am. I can't remember what it's called or anything. You don't remember anything about it? Nope. Okay, so it's called The Puppet Show. Yes, now I remember. All my days. Yeah, The Puppet Show. I was thinking, but the the description sounded more like the Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz, from what yeah. I remember now. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I think that's just uh, the website synopsis rather than anything else. <laughs> they just uh, okay. Let, let's remind you of the synopsis from Buffy.fandom.com. It is Sunnydale's high school's annual talent show serves as a backdrop for murder when Buffy must catch a knife wielding stealer of human organs. Meanwhile, the new principal is a discipline-loving brute who forces Giles to run the talent show and orders <laughs> Buffy, Xander and Willow to perform. I remember now because you were saying there's a new principal, isn't there? We get introduced to the new principal. Yes. we. R.I.P. Bob. We quite like the new principal in terms of a character. I don't know if... Like... I don't like when you I don't like when you do this we because we like Claude Cordelia and I don't like Cordelia. I'm glad, I'm glad you finally admitted it. <laughs> no, we don't. I don't. You do. You you're obsessed and love her. So Speak... we'll we will see. Speaking of Cordelia, uh, she has a very funny moment in this episode. Mm, does she? Does she really? She does. I think she could she could be clipping her toenails and you'd be finding that funny. I'm not going to lie. That <laughs> she sounds a bit gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you hate anything to do with, like, bodily functions or, or body parts. Yeah, this is my perfect relationship on a screen. <laughs> Don't have to be anywhere near you. No weird smells coming from anyone. It's fine. Hey! Uh, I was I mean, I was mostly talking about Howard. <laughs> I was just literally about to say that, yeah. 
bless him, he's a sleepy boy today. We went out for yeah. It's we haven't been out yet because the weather's absolute rank. Um, and yeah, so but we did go for a good one yesterday. It was like a a throwy ball kind of walk because it's really muddy and stuff. So I thought that actually needed a good run around. So he's I think he's still a little bit tired from that today. But I did. Oh, I just wanted to say. I did get a telling off from my sister yesterday, Ashley. Um, we went and looked around her, they call it a village, but her estate. housing estate. No, well, that makes it sound like they're out of shameless, but her, her area where she lives. <laughs> and it's like exactly the opposite. It's a lovely little part of town, isn't it? And it's like really family orientated around there now. And they were doing a Christmas light sort of walk where you can go and look at people's lights and stuff. Um, and she was saying that she was listening to the podcast in the car with my niece, who is two, uh, and said that she had to turn it off because I was swearing too much. So you, apologies. <laughs> you were swearing quite a lot last last episode. I, I didn't know whether or not I should beep it out or not. <laughs> it's, those, it's the episodes that make me cross that yeah. make me swear, because last week's episode, I don't even want to go over it because I don't even want to talk about it ever again. That episode sucked. I don't know whether it was that episode or whether she's like because she's so busy at work as well and she's like me and you like when you listen to a podcast you want to actually listen to it and it's really hard to listen to one that you want to get into when you're at work and stuff obviously where she had it on in the car um so yeah I, I don't I, I, I don't think that she's gonna listen to it with the, with the niece now so um but yeah sorry Ash <laughs> on that note uh potty mouth Georgia shall Woo! we shall we watch the next episode yes let's do it what did you think of that episode? Well, it was stupid, wasn't it? But I mean, it was it was definitely better than the last one. At least that comes after the last one. It was stupid, but it it made me laugh a lot. Yeah. It was a funny one. I it was a funny one. I I don't know whether it's funny for the right reasons though. No, maybe not. It was also quite creepy in places. Yeah, it was. It made me really jump. Like I said to you, I had to turn the mute off, didn't I? Because it's not... It's scary listening to that one with headphones in. Yeah. I can imagine mm. it must have been, like, right there with that creepy voice. Yes. At least I didn't have, like, my prop, like my really good headphones on because that would have been, like, surround sound. Uh, but that's how uh, the episode starts with that creepy voice sort of going backstage at some talent show. Um, Just uh, ladies' tuppence, like, right at the beginning. Yeah, it was right That was up. a bit graphic, wasn't it? Uh, and, then, and then we see that, actually, it's a rehearsal for a talent show. Cordelia is singing uh, The Wind Beneath My Wings, doing her best Whitney Houston. And Giles is just looking on in horror because it's just not good. He literally, I wrote down that he looks more stressed than when he finds out that there's some sort of potential demon. Like, he's so uncomfortable, isn't he? It's brilliant. Yeah, well, he says it himself, doesn't he? He he became a librarian so that he didn't have to deal with the children that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the new Führer, as he puts it, Principal Snyder, has um, forced him to lead the talent show. Buffy, Zander and Willow will arrive and they take the piss out of him a bit. Yeah, so Buffy says the annual talentless show. Sorry, you haven't ever been there. Like, you've literally been there like a month. They might have amazing talent shows. How dare you be so judgy? I think he's probably just assuming that every talent show in a school is awful. Well, we never, how dare she? We never had one at my school. Um, we used to have... Oh, this is more in primary. We used to have, like, at the end of every year, we used to have a talent show. I was in it once. We danced to... What was the band? A1? <laughs> another night, another day. Do you know those sorts of songs? We did yeah. a dance to that, me and this girl, Sarah. And there was this most beautiful... I think he might have been year five. This was when I was in year six. And you had to audition and you had to audition in your classes. And then I think two get through from every class. And there was this most amazing kid. He was the cutest little thing. He did a dance to Mambo number five. And everyone just thought he was the greatest thing ever. 
we did um we used to do assemblies um so you'd end up doing like a play or something um and one year there was we, I, we would, we'd gone away and done something about the experience, like on a school trip. And uh, there was this old guy on the sort of away thing. He dressed up as a Victorian and told us some stories. And we all went around devices and he was telling us all about all this stuff. So in the school play, we had, somebody had to uh, basically re... The whole idea of it was that this guy started out telling a story to some kids and then the play was the story. Well, I got to play the old guy, auditioned for it. I got to play the old guy. I had a pocket watch as well. So I was like proper Victorian. Oh and at one, this is the only memory I have of it. Uh, at one point I sort of met, moved in a weird way and the pocket watch just sort of flew out of my hand and across the floor into like the audience. And uh, straight away, I was like, I, mean, I must have been about nine or ten. Straight away, I went, oh, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I proper got a laugh uh, from, from anything. And it was like, oh, this is what, this is what makes me want to perform for people. <laughs> did you do like year six productions? Yeah. Yeah, we did. So we like the year before us did Joseph and I was in the choir. And my mum and dad came to watch it because I was in the choir. So obviously you have to make them come and watch it because you're performing. My mum says to this day that the only person she could ever hear was me because I was like, Joseph's mama. Like I just used to just go for it. <laughs> and then in our year six production, I was the lion. We did the Wizard of Oz and I was the cowardly lion. And um, I just had this whole moment, like, because... I think it was only me and another person. I think it was me and another girl had to actually sing our own songs. I think everyone else was a bit nervous or didn't want to. And like, I like really went for it. I like went down into the crowd and I was shaking people's hands with my tail. And you know, like the, they didn't really have it when I, in my primary school, like a special needs department. I think there was like a special needs class. I think you were and it. there was, oh yeah. Or maybe that's why I didn't know there was one. Um, but I remember he was a really lovely man don't get me wrong but there was a kid who was in the special needs class and his dad was in the audience and he pushed his child out of the way to shake my hand <laughs> like, I went to shake, shake tail, like my tail with the with one of his like other kids and he like pushed him out of the way so he could shake my hand so I think it might be a theme in the family but um yeah that was kind of my big moment at primary school very dramatic I, I, maybe I... why maybe why we were both so on doing a podcast where people can listen to us yeah. <laughs> and singing <laughs> yeah we just want to entertain that's all we're about i decided long ago <laughs> <laughs> i would think i would be more like i would want to be like the magician not that i could ever do magic but i love magic now i would want to be his like assistant or something i did used to put on magic shows for the family did you yeah, yeah I had to what was your best trick Oh, it was a card trick, uh, and you it was about choosing the right card and all that. And it, it was a really simple thing to learn, and I could probably just about do it now. Uh, you are going to do it. Next time we meet up in person, I'm expecting this card trick, Alex. I'll see if I can... I know how it's done, but I'll just try and work it out for you. Anyway... Yes, off-topic straight away. Speaking of special talents... Uh, there's a uh, Snyder, Principal Snyder, appears and tells the gang that he that he wants them to take part in the talent show. This is just after they've mocked Giles, and now they have to take part, and they're all devastated. Mm-hmm. He's really cruel, isn't he? Yeah. Like he says something about Principal Bob, and then he's like, "He was eaten. You're in my world now." Yeah. <laughs> but I mean. So many people die in that school, and he seems to be the only one that's referenced it. Like, yeah, we'll we'll get onto this, but yeah, I completely agree with you there. Uh, and then, um, then Buffy gets a bit wigged out, as she says, um, "I'm wigged," because Morgan takes the stage with his puppet Sid. Uh, there's no big story there, she says. I just saw a puppet; it wigged me out. Yep. 
were you wigged out a bit? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. This is eyebrows. Yeah. So normally I love that. Like Howard has very expression. Like he has an expression. His eyebrows have an expression. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was creepy that one. Uh, after that, we back we're back into the locker room of death um, because there is dancer Emily, and she hears a noise. Something's going on. And then she's attacked. This freaking locker room again. Like, you'd think after the two, three things that have happened in there so far, including a murder, that there would be additional security or, like, you wouldn't be allowed in there on your own. And I swear it changes every time, that locker room. (laughs) It's different. The lockers are different. Maybe they're trying to spruce it up after every murder or every bad thing that happens. They're like, right, let's give it a quick coat of paint. You know, give it a freshen up. You might be right. I don't know. But then we hear a creepy voice saying, mm. I will be flesh. Mm-hmm. So uh, something something is out there. And it's all it's all being sort of pointed towards Sid at this very early stage. Um, but then, obviously, the best opening credits in the business. And Absolutely. we've then got Buffy, Willow and Xander. They have decided they're going to do a dramatic reading because it's the best and easiest way to uh, to get through the show. That was my favourite part of the whole episode, was when Xander's got his script in his hand and goes to reach up and just says, I can't do this. <laughs> just thought that was genius. I loved that bit. Uh, then um, Morgan is there practising with Sid the Dummy, and he's doing his whole horny dummy act which Buffy kind of is like, you need to give that a rest now. It's it's creepy. Yeah, and Xander even gets jealous then when it makes like <laughs> a little bit of a pass at Willow. Xander straightaway goes in, doesn't he? He gets, even just gets jealous of the puppet. Yeah, it's so funny. Oh, and beep, 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 shirt watch. That, that yellow stripe number on the side. It's the yellow stripes on the arms. He's doing a shirt over a shirt, which we established yesterday we're a fan of because I did that yesterday. Really like and sent you a picture. <laughs> well, it was technically a t-shirt over a roll neck, but I'm I'm saying it's the same thing. But yeah, it's got this like little gorilla picture in the middle. I think it is. I couldn't really see, but yeah, I was loving that one. Did you see what Willow was wearing? The rubber duck t-shirt. Yeah. It was brilliant. Little blue jacket number as well. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the little fake diamond necklace that she had on with it though. I was. I couldn't stop looking at the rubber duck. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, Snyder then appears with Giles and uh, he's keeping an eye on the Scooby gang. He's, he, he, there's something not right with them, he's decided, that they, they're causing a, that there's a lot of trouble going on in the school and he thinks it might be something to do with them. And he's not technically wrong, but they're not the ones causing it, they're the ones stopping it. No, and he's so nonchalant. Like, he says, like, oh yeah, you know, ch- spontaneous chili to combustion and Blah, blah, blah. Like, why is... Why, first of all, why would you take that job on? Like, you've got a school where all of this really effed up stuff... I'm trying to sense myself. Where a lot of this messed up stuff is happening. And you're... And he's so... Yeah, he's so nonchalant about it. And just casual. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, why are you not a bit more worried? Like, why would you not come in and think, actually, rather than looking what's going on, that's probably just these three kids. Yeah, it's probably just these guys. Do you think maybe there's a reason why he's not worried? There is something. He knows something. He definitely knows what's going on. Like, because he says, doesn't he, that he'd been keeping an eye, like you just said, he'd been keeping an eye on them. And, like, why target just those three? But then is it a bit like, you know, in Harry, I know I always reference Harry Potter, but, you know, when McGonagall makes that comment to them, doesn't she? Like, why is it always you? Like, why are you always the one that finds it? Maybe it's a bit like that. Because they have all been tied to every single event so far haven't they so yeah but they're the main characters so this is true it'd be boring if it was you know they were just in there doing their research and somebody else was investigating we'd be bored yeah we'd just be sat in the library yeah (laughs) Uh, or in what or in that computer class what's that like code class yeah coding um and then finally a body is discovered uh in the in the locker room and Giles tells the gang all about it. 
uh, is it a is it a demon? Is it a vampire? They say, well, it's probably not a vampire because her heart was removed. It just blows my mind that the screen was a bit delayed as well. This girl's just stood in the corridors and just screams. Then we see all the police tape and not in any way, shape or form trying to keep things under wraps because there's a freaking in police investigation going on. Just a man bagging up a knife. You know, just in the corridor with the body. What is going on? And and like every everyone is just carrying on as normal. Yeah, like, why would you not? Yeah, why would you not be sent home? This is crazy. <laughs> it, honestly, Alex, this is where I really struggle, and I, and I'm sat here like, what the f is going on? I've watched too many murder true crime documentaries for this. It's just, it blows my mind. So yeah, they're, they're, then they take it on board, don't they? And they're like, oh, well, we've got to go investigate because police clearly aren't doing their job. Clearly not. Uh, no. and everyone else is still going about their business at school. Oh, actually, no, to be fair, it is the next day at this point. They were wearing the same clothes, Alex. No, it's not the next day. It's the day after she was killed, but she was found that day. So she's still... So, what, the... so there was no PE lessons like in the morning or the cleaner clearly going not. in? So, Jeez Louise. So they start interviewing people who are, are like other people at the talent show. They're all going about their business, carrying on their school day, the same day that this body Literally, is... everyone is just chilled. Yeah. Like maybe they're just numb to it now and, and it's just another Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. I wonder who's gonna die today. <laughs> yeah. Like why it's just i just yeah i i could there is i'm sure if people are listening they're like georgia just get over it but yeah that really really annoyed me i i, I understand it but i think you are gonna have to get over it <laughs> um but they start interviewing people and lucky zander gets to interview cordelia <laughs> who makes it all about herself as usual of course uh, but he does get a very good line because she says, uh, well, it could have been me. And uh, he says, we can dream. Oh, he's amazing. I love him so much. And this is one of the reasons why I like Cordelia, because I think, especially with Xander, that she's really good as a comedy character. She is. I do agree with you there. Like, when it's not so shady and nasty, I think... I, I am warming to her, especially that bit. Like, I think you just take her for what she is, don't you? And Which I never thought I'd say. But that that part, yeah, it was... Yeah. It, <laughs> and I guess the fact that, like, she's even overlooked her hatred for Xander to talk about it because it means that she can talk about herself. Yeah. That, see, that was something that I sort of clocked at the time because normally she doesn't like... Um, doesn't like talking to Xander or anything. Uh, but at some point, as a cheerleader, she's she's a, she's dressed up as a cheerleading outfit. She's out on the field in front of loads of people. Xander's come up to her, and she's allowed him to have a conversation with her. Yeah. Normally, she, you'd expect her to tell him to jog on. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, Buffy finds Morgan talking to Sid the puppet. Um, and he even says, oh, yeah, I was talking, I mean, rehearsing with Sid. Um, it's a bit creepy, a bit odd. Something's not right. Um, but not quite figured it out yet. The, the gang reconvene to come up with a plan in the library. And Xander mm. says, next time, can somebody else be on Cordy duty? Yeah. <laughs> um, and they decide that Buffy needs to go and find his locker. And so Willow pulls it up on the uh, on the computer and she goes and finds it and busts it open and Snyder catches her. Yeah, so he gets all aggy with her. Well, she's there after school hours, isn't she? But he was just literally saying the reason he signed them up for the talent show was because they left school early. And he was saying that he wanted them to be more active and all this sh shite. And and yet, as soon as Buffy's kind of like, I know she punched a locker in, but I think he needs to be like, oh, you're at school. He's not saying like, oh, you're here late. Like, is there a reason? He's just aggy with her straight away. Yeah. 
on 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 that note though i would say it's kind of back to your earlier point that if somebody had been murdered in the school locker room and then you're the principal and you find this troublemaker student wandering around after hours the, the same day that a body has been discovered you would probably maybe be a bit aggy with her no because she shouldn't be at school anyway exactly so why I, is he aggy with her yeah he shouldn't be he's like i don't know why he's so aggy with her he should be like are you okay like why are you on your own don't be here you need to go home it just comes across as just a douche yeah he is a douche but uh, as douche. you said the touchy-feely stuff uh was Principal Bob's side effects. What is it yeah. he says earlier on? He says, no child is going to be touched or felt here again. <laughs> 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 that made me laugh a lot. Um, I know, she, she comes up with a plan that, uh, well, she comes up with a, an excuse. She says, I've just been, I'm just coming to get something from my friend. And she opens the case because they're looking for Emily's heart, aren't they? They're not looking for Sid the W or anything like this. Um, but they find she finds Sid's case, but it's empty. Not he's not there. And then we see that Morgan and Sid are watching her quite closely. Another question: We saw the case in the theatre before this happened, and the case was massive, and the lockers are slim. Yeah. So just a just a little note. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Unless maybe he has two, and that's like Sid's house, that's Sid's locker house, and then he has the, you know... Bigger one for... Uh, yeah, for travelling. For travelling, because you need more room. Yeah. Uh, Buffy then is at home, and she's talking to Joyce about the talent show. And Joyce is like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see what you do. She's like, no, mum, you're not coming. And Joyce agrees to it. Yeah. She's like, yeah, okay, fine, I won't come. Yeah. What sort of a mother is that? I don't know. She's thinking about bills, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Exactly that. So she, then Buffy heads off to sleep, and we see Sid watching her through the window. Oh, that was gross. That was so horrible, that bit. And then she wakes up, uh, and he's in the bed with her, and uh, then she screams. She turns on the... And what I thought was really odd <laughs> was that Joyce comes running into the room, and Buffy is almost like a child again because but Joyce is so quick. Yeah, but Buffy's screaming and she's like, Joyce goes, Buffy is hanging back. She's forgotten that she's the slayer. And yeah. she's the mum to look in the bed. Yeah, but I I noticed that as well. Like, like you said, she really regressed at that point. And and I guess I was like, what the hell? Why is she and then I remembered obviously at the start she said she's freaked out by dummies. Yeah. So right. I mean, I would be the same if it was a spider. If there was, if I, well, I have had it happen to me where a spider's literally ran over me. It was one of those ones that's like the size of your hand. Ugh, I felt it on my skin. Um, so I would be freaked out. But yeah, like Joyce super zooms in. Like she got superpowers as well or something. She was literally there dressed, everything, like straight away. Yeah, I couldn't work that out what she was wearing. <laughs> she, like... had a, she had a robe on, didn't she? It's yeah. like one of those posh sort of, what older ladies wear, like assassin night robe sort yeah. of thing. She'll have some sort of like negligee underneath, like a decent nighty or something, won't she? Yeah, maybe Joyce heard, um, like before Buffy screamed, maybe Joyce heard some noises of Sid a running. ruckus. Yeah. Yeah. You know. but anyway, she tells Buffy not to leave her window open when she goes to sleep. Mm. And Buffy says, I didn't. Dun, dun, mm. dun. Anyway, next day, um, back at the talent show rehearsals, Cordelia is complaining to Giles um, because she doesn't want to go on and do her sappy song after the band who are doing a big metal rock number. She says her, her song is about love and emotions and personal hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> was that the line? Was that your favourite line you said at the start? You said there was a line in there where she was really funny or was it when she was with Xander? Uh, to be honest, I like every bit of it. Uh, of Cordelia. Yeah. She's just part yeah. of the episode. But um, no, it's when um, Giles then freaks her out about her hair. Oh, yes, that was really funny. And he says, um, oh, yes, it works a charm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Xander uh, was right, it works a charm. 
Uh, Buffy then arrives and she tells them that she thinks Sid was in her room and how something pounced at her, like a cat, Xander says. <laughs> and she says, yeah, like a cat. And then it jumped out the window and Xander's like, like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not a cat. Guys, give me some uh, credit here. I am the Slayer. It was definitely, definitely Sid. So they are now thinking they need to talk to Morgan, like to, to his face. So um, when this, when they said this, right, in my head, I was saying, I, I've literally written it down. I've written it down here. Okay. <laughs> so I've, I've put, if I could see Morgan with eyes bare half. And then I, the thing I immediately wrote was, well, surely he doesn't have it in class. Like, so literally just go and find him. In his <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we're in a history class. And everybody oh, working away, and he's just sat there with the puppet on his own. So what I've written next is, surely he doesn't have it in class. He's not going to be doing PE with it, is he? And then it literally popped up, and I said, oh well, that answers my question. <laughs> <laughs> and I've even put the little emoji <laughs> where it's you put your hand over your face because I was like, this is a fucking joke. Like, like this is. What would your teacher be doing, allowing you, like... Oh, Alex, just... And also, I'm not, I'm not a ventriloquist or anything like that. I can't claim to be an expert. But surely you'd use your dominant hand inside the puppet, right? So is he writing with his left... He's writing all his notes with his left hand. <laughs> you've, you've got... <laughs> For the benefit of the recording, Claudia uh, <laughs> has just lost her uh, SHID. She has completely lost it. <laughs> just because... <laughs> it's just because I was, like, thinking, you could literally just go find him in his next lesson. Like, the puppet's going to be in its case. Like, even if it's on the floor or something. <laughs> sat there so seriously taking notes. And like you said... Is he ambidextrous? Like, is he? Does he have the ability to use both hands? Like, it is just beyond. Like, oh, I just, I lost it at that point. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> lost it. Um, now oh I was thinking about it, and I'm sure there was a point in um, it when I was at school that I had like a puppet or a dog, and I had like a stuffed dog, and I had it in class. But I think I was six. <laughs> I remember being literally, I mean, I don't think teachers would be allowed to do this anymore. And she didn't mean it in a nasty way. But I think we both realised that we were kind of chatty ones at school. And I remember being in infant school and I had, my mum had got this set where I think it was like a mouse or a rabbit or something. I can't remember what it was. I'm doing the actions for you. <laughs> but it wasn't filled yet. So she she had to fill it, but I took it in to school and used it as a little puppet. <laughs> And you know, like in infants and primary school, if you finish your work, you could kind of, well, when we were little, you could go and just read or, so I remember this kid, <clears throat> his name was Andy, and he was sat still doing his work, but I was just, I just put the puppet on the desk and was just talking to him, and she literally just grabbed my hand and dragged me across the floor, I was like, stop distracting me the people, I thought I was being nice, <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't allowed that in class anymore. Well, oh, just like you, uh, Morgan got his puppet confiscated. Eventually. Do you not get your stuffed toys confiscated then? No, I don't think so. I was always very well behaved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you were, you swat. <laughs> um, but he's like, like, Sid continues to talk from the cupboard and the teacher is like, she loses. She's like, no, stop it now. It's not funny anymore. After the class... Morgan, or later on in the day, Morgan returns to get Sid. And she, like, doesn't say anything. Like, the teacher isn't like, like, look, Morgan, that was out of line or anything like that. She's just like, oh, yeah, I'll get you your puppet for you. Oh, completely agree. And for me, I know when they find out that it's not there, don't they? And she is really good. Because I've obviously worked with children, in my head I was thinking, that's a really good, you know. She went straight and was like, is everything okay? You know, you don't seem yourself. And then he starts putting his hands on his head and cutting her off. And she just drops it. Yeah. Like she's like, oh, yeah, okay. And then and then that's it. Whereas it actually she's asking... Okay. Yeah. 
she's asking some really good questions you you're looking at your student who is literally grabbing his head in front of you and is like really short-tempered and is cutting you off carry on the conversation like why is the puppet so important yeah like yeah and now here's a thing obviously slight spoiler alert for later in the episode but we find out that Morgan's got brain cancer. There's a note in his medical file to contact this neurosurgeon. Surely the teachers would have been told this. Exactly. So I know this from supporting kids at college. I knew the ones I had to support because obviously when you come up from a different school, that gets, that's on the system. And they've got computers. That would be on his record that every single teacher would be like, oh, actually, I just need to keep an eye on him because it says here he's got an emergency contact at neurology or whatever it is, you know. If he well, looks yeah, like you've got a headache, put your hand up and tell someone. Oh, my God. Like, you're, he stood in front of you grabbing his head. Like, are you okay, Morgan? Like, do you need me to call you, your emergency contact or do we need to note this down that you're having a headache now? Do your job, love. So, anyway, she doesn't do a job. Um... And we find that uh, Zander now has Sid in the library and he's um, he's messing around with him and Buffy and Willow are both a bit like, okay, stop it. You're, you're <laughs> creepy. He's amazing. It's okay. I'm an inanimate object. <laughs> or everything. Banging his head on the, uh, <laughs> on the desk. And we're all, as viewers, we're sitting there waiting for Sid to just like sit up and attack him or something. Yeah. I literally wrote, is it a good idea to leave him with Sander? Uh, but they do. Um, <laughs> Buffy <laughs> is starting to look for Morgan backstage and she runs into Principal Snyder, who's, who's acting really creepy, really odd behind the, behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, they're obviously trying to make us think that perhaps Principal Snyder is the bad guy here. I did for a second. I was going to ask, did you? Yeah, for a second. It wasn't that time. It was another time that you'll come up to in a second. But yeah, it wasn't It wasn't that time. I just thought he was being a little nosy-nosy. Yeah. Uh, Willow and Giles are researching in the, uh, in the back of the library. And Xander is working away, doing something. I'm not sure what he's doing. I think he's just trying to do his own little bit, like make it out like he's doing a little bit of research yeah. in it. But like, then, it's almost like giving him a colouring in book and being like, right, we need this for the investigation. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to colour in this picture of this demon. <laughs> Speaking of, um, I went to see Meryl yesterday, my niece. Aww. And um, she was colouring in um, a picture from her magazine. And um, it's just really silly. But she's now colouring in within the lines and she's choosing colours that are the right colours. Oh, it was lovely. <laughs> oh, my days. She's getting more structured and fitting in with you. She's becoming an adult. <laughs> I mean, oh, my days. <laughs> we had a girl at my, my infant school. <clears throat> I don't know if it carried on into primary when we started colouring in and she would literally draw bodies with a ruler. So like the arms and the legs would be straight and like our teacher told her off for it because she would go around every line and make sure she didn't go over. And I think our teacher was trying to be a bit like, it's okay. Like you can, you know, you can color out the line sometimes. And yeah, she was very bizarre. Hi, Sarah. (laughs) If you're listening. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think it can go too far. So keep an eye. Yeah. Oh no, she's, she's standard. She's standard. Um, Sid, though, has vanished and Xander freaks out. I mean, literally, he's on the table like the woman in the Tom and Jerry cartoons. Uh, and they, he says Sid's vanished and Giles and Willow are both like, uh, looking around like he's running around down by their feet. 20 minutes ago, they didn't believe that Sid was uh, like alive or anything. And now they're, now they're straight away, they're thinking, oh. Not that Xander's lost him or that somebody's come and taken it when Xander's not looking. Giles is straight away, oh, he must be running around the floor. Yeah, it must be true. Must be true. Um, And then Buffy finds Morgan dead. Deaded. Um, And she's about to leave the backstage area when a big chandelier crashes down on her and traps her. Uh, 
And then as she's trying to get out, Sid is running around all over the round place backstage and he starts attacking her with a knife. She manages to just get out and uh, pins him up against the wall. And he's like, well done, you've, you've made it, you, you know, uh, but you'll never be human now. And she's like, well, don't worry, you'll never be human either. And then they're both like, sorry, what? Stupid. It's just so stupid. I can't comment. She's <laughs> literally got this puppet up by, by, by the scruff and there's just talking face face. Yeah, it's so stupid. Then um, she takes Sid to the library and uh, he tells them all everything. That they Hang sit- on, or does he walk on his own? Well, we don't know. It's very offensive, isn't it, to assume that he wants to be carried everywhere. I would assume that with his little legs, <laughs> it would have taken a long time for them to walk there. Buffy would have lost patience. There's and nothing in his legs as well. We saw him being folded into a case. They're literally just a brick. <laughs> <laughs> but he was still able to run around on them. So silly. Oh, like sorry. With a, with a small child. And they're just, <laughs> they're just dawdling along. And you're like, come on, we've got places to be. So, dragging, yeah. his, dragging his toes because he doesn't want it. <laughs> I am placing money that Buffy carried him. Okay. Oh, it's so funny. And he tells them everything. Basically, he was a human. He was a demon hunter. And he was cursed and trapped in this body of a puppet. That there's this seven demons. He's killed six of them. But there's one left. And he's nearing the end of his life cycle. So he needs a brain and a heart. And he's obviously now got both. So the way they decide amongst them all to track down who it is, is to go to the talent show and see who's missing. Yeah, don't get me wrong. This was quite a good plot twist. Yeah. Because you do assume, obviously, with Monster of the Week that you kind of only really usually get introduced to one, don't you? And they're the protagonist. So it was a good little plot switch. I wasn't expecting it. But at the same time, it was so stupid. Just ridiculous. Yeah. So then, but it gets even more slightly ridiculous because uh, then Buffy and Sid are watching um, Giles perform the power circle before the show and no one is missing. But they have a little heart to heart whilst they're doing that. Well, cavity to heart. Cavity to heart. (laughs) And then, of course, he gets on her. Um, yeah so the whole time he was being a bit of a pervy person he that didn't I guess you know he had to kind of act like a puppet because he's incognito at the time but it didn't have to be a sly dog did he no it just turns out that as a human he was a bit of a pervert as a puppet a bit of a lech but yeah. maybe maybe he wasn't a pervert and he's just spent all these years trapped and he hasn't been able to do anything about it it just built up all yeah. his testosterone just yeah. All his puppet testosterone. Well, there didn't seem to be much going on downstairs. So. <laughs> well, it's just made out of fabric. Uh, <laughs> Buffy uh, and Sid are watching everything from above. Giles is calming Cordelia down, uh, tells her to imagine everyone naked. And she's like, even Mrs. Franklin. We don't know who Mrs. Franklin is, but I think we can take a guess that you wouldn't want to see her naked. No. Um, and uh, she, yeah, so they, she, Buffy jumps down to Giles and it's like, nobody's missing. What's, what's going on? Uh, Sid then vanishes. He's gone somewhere. Mm. Starts... So then again, there's another twist. You're like, is it actually him? Exactly. So then Buffy is starting to look around again. And then Giles spots Principal Snyder lurking around with his ears glowing in the dark. <laughs> That bit was amazing because I wasn't even going to comment on the ears because I don't want to be earist. But that bit was amazing. That the only bit you could, I, I mean, whether it's because just of the quality of me watching through a camera, but literally all I could see was his two little ears. It was brilliant. I'm glad that you picked up on it because it was, there's a little story behind that because it yeah. was an intentional move from the director. Oh. So. Armin Shimmerman, who plays Principal Snyder, was at the same time that he was guest starring in Buffy, 
he was part of uh, the cast of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So he was the main character in that. And he played an alien called a Ferengi. And the Ferengi have massive ears. So that was a little bit of a joke and a thing. No way! His other role, yeah. That's amazing. I thought you were going to be like, when he started it, the director noticed that he had quite pronounced ears. <laughs> no. Oh, that's really cool. It's a little homage to his other role. Oh my God, the things you know, but... I know lots of stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, Giles is seen him creeping around and is like, what is going on? Is this where you thought, or maybe it's Snyder? Yeah, this is where I was like, it's a bit too... He's a bit too conspicuous, isn't he? Yeah. Like, why is he snooping around? I know, obviously, it's his school and he has every right to go. But no one else was around, like, in the little back dark passages. <laughs> nope. And can I just make a point here? Buffy found Morgan dead. Yeah. What happened there? Why didn't they cancel the talent show? And is, is the body still lying around backstage and they're just getting ready around him? Oh, hang on. I'm just doing this. Yeah. Is like, I'm Somewhere, has anyone got a sheet that we can just cut over Morgan? Bales and stepping over the body. And... Yeah. Can anyone just cover him up? He's looking at me. So no police have arrived to close it off. So where's the body? Where's the body? No, I know. They just um, don't give and... a hoot. And you can tell that no police have arrived to check the area because then Buffy finds a brain. Yeah, just like, it's just Ripping hanging on. out on the top, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it splotches on the floor and you are like, ugh. It wobbles like a jelly. Has <laughs> that put you off? And normally I like a jelly. We I don't... know, I was just, that's what I was saying. But no, didn't like that jelly. Uh... <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this jelly. <laughs> Dirty laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Buffy goes back to the library and she catches Giles, uh, Buffy, uh, Willow and Xander up on what's going on. Um, they find here that um, was it here that they realised he had brain cancer? Yeah, this just took such a dark, serious turn, didn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was very, it was really morose and like. I was just sat there like, wow, I just feel incredibly sorry for him now. Like, what a horrible thing to go through as a teenager. Yeah, well, he's not going through it now. No, I know. And then even more reason as to why how bad his teacher was, that she wasn't saying anything to anyone when he was having his headache. Yeah. Could have saved his life, Alex. Literally could have saved his life. Well, no. I mean, was it terminal? He was killed by a demon. No, but she could have prevented that. She'd have got him sent up to the hospital. Then he wouldn't oh, yeah, have had his brain taken. So uh, they've, we're, they've worked out that, um, uh, that Morgan's brain wasn't suitable for whatever this demon was after. And that he's probably going to go after somebody else who's really smart. Yeah, because he needed a healthy brain, didn't he? And Buffy and Xander both look at Willow. And Willow's like, I'm not that smart. And uh, Xander says, what's the square root of 841? And she says it straight away. Now, obviously, we're supposed to be impressed at Willow here for being able to do, name the square root that quickly. I was more impressed with Xander that he plucked a number out of the air that was that had a whole number as its square root. That is so true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because like, you have to know what the squared number is to know that it's got a square root. Well, I mean, every number has a square root, but most numbers are, like, if he'd gone 842, the square root wouldn't have been 29. It would have been 29.174298.6.4 or whatever. So to pick a number that's got just a whole number as a square root is really impressive. Yeah, he's got some secret talents going on there, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, but um, I didn't even think about that, Alex. See, I know it's everything. Maybe he, maybe that's one of those numbers that he knows. Because like one of my party tricks is that I know that twelve times twelve is one hundred and forty-four, and I've always remembered that. I know that's not even that good, is it? Sorry. But maybe it's a, is that a party trick. <laughs> yeah, 
been a while since I've been to a party with you, but I don't remember uh, any sort of multiplication coming up. I've been doing my, I've been, you know, getting getting ready for when we come out here too, mate. You wait, you're going to be so impressed. <laughs> What's part of 13? See, I don't know. Because <laughs> I know what 12 times 12 is. <laughs> Just that 12 to 144. 156. Hey! Yeah. When I but... was a kid, I used to wind my sister up because um, she was, I can't remember what it was, but she was at school and there was some comment made one weekend about her not being, knowing her six times tables or something like that. It was, we were quite young. Mean. Um, no, no, I, it was like they were talking about her homework or what have you. Oh, it wasn't kids like, ha ha. No, no, it was my parents and my grandparents. It was a... Right. And so I decided as two years younger that I would proof that the, like I would help. And so I just spent the weekend out loud doing the six times tables. And I'm like wandering around the house going, six, 12, 18, 24, 30. <laughs> I get up to like 500. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, really wound them up. <laughs> 500? Yeah, I just kept going. Jesus. Oh, you little show off. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. What's I'm... seven times six? 42. That was delayed, though. You should have been. That should have been. I wasn't expecting it. Also, I get... Well, that should have been an instant answer. No, because seven times six and eight times six, seven and eight, that, it's all around that 42 to 56 area that I get a bit confused. <laughs> What's 13 times six? <laughs> 72 78 did you get 72. it wrong it was 78 72 13 times 6 stop oh that's 12 times 6 <laughs> <laughs> it's another 12 and I got it wrong what is wrong <laughs> anyway um, Buffy and Xander have decided that Willow is in danger clearly neither of us are in danger but Willow no. Might be. I was on the side of Xander when he said he was going to be safe. Yeah. And they've forgotten about how smart Giles is because we yes. Giles helping out Mark the magician. And uh, he's talking about, oh, you must have really done it. You've weighted it really properly. And he's got this guillotine on stage. And um, here's another thing in a school known for bodies turning up. Is it a good idea to let a student into the talent show with a guillotine? Is it not? Yeah. Is that not going to cause a bit of PTSD? Like literally someone's body was discovered the day before and you're going to let a kid like do a mock murder on stage. Even just bringing in a, like even just bringing in a real guillotine. Yeah. Like as Giles, as the director of the show, I feel like he's, um, he's missed out on like the health and safety training. Well, obviously, because he let him strap him in. So he lets him strap him in to the, and his head is under the thing, not his neck. And then mm. Giles has started to work out, oh, I might be in trouble here. Can we just talk about logistics? Yeah, let's do it. You know, I love to talk about logistics. So, how is it met so measured that it would only slice off skull? Because surely he needs a fully intact brain. Well, I don't know enough about slicing off people's brains. <laughs> or does it just cause like enough of a dent that he could then just knock off? <laughs> like you're hammering away with a chisel. <laughs> well, because Giles wouldn't die from that, would he? It would just, you know, dent the front of the head, mate, he could chisel it off, but Giles would still be alive. He couldn't no, slice his brain. I don't think it was about denting because you could see it cut the melon. I think where Giles was... Um... A, 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 like arranged it was going to go through the bone but not the brain then, so, but, then, but then he would still have to scoop it out. like how would he scoop it out fully intact well he said it would just pour out i'm i want to i'm i'm asking you i want to talk logistics and this is not this is not logical this I, method. I okay what we'll do is we'll get what, what the trick should have been was him sat straight upright and then he's got some sort of like little robot that goes around his head, but it actually a little saw comes out of the robot and it just like, you know, a bit like Hannibal, where it just like slices around the head. You can then take the hat off. 
I'll tell you what, we'll get a guillotine, we'll find a volunteer, we'll cut the head yeah. open and we'll see, we'll see how it works. Because even if you do cut off the top of the skull, surely the brain is attached to something inside. Yeah, it's got the, it's attached to your spinal cord. It wouldn't just plop out. This is, <laughs> you can't just tip him upside down and it just <laughs> It's not like a ball in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, magician Mark has decided this is what he's going to do. And he's going at it with an axe against the rope. And then Justin, well, no, he before he delivers the final shot, the rope is like on one strand. Mm. Uh, Giles is like wincing away. Um, Buffy comes in and tackles the mark. They start to fight. The rope snaps and Xander runs in and grabs it, saves the day. Um, and then Willow's attacking the uh, padlock with an axe. Buffy's still fighting the magician guy who's now fully demon. Uh, then Sid appears with his knife and he's stabbing away. And just I this naked demon running around. Yeah, it's just this naked demon running around. And then they're, they're just it's just hit her fighting this like naked demon <laughs> just running around stage. And you said to me at the time, you went. What is this? What's going on? That bit, the reason I said that, so they do what they always are able to do and really exquisitely get someone. So, you know, like when they're in the morgue or whatever ever that was, the, the funeral home, and just exquisitely, you know, Giles accidentally lands and pushes the fire button and all this sort of stuff. Perfectly land the demon into the guillotine everything's spot on Zander's and dead off yeah so that bit okay fine I can handle that it's when Sid then just pops up and starts <laughs> well he says you have to get the heart as well otherwise he could come back um and so he he stabs him and then he just kind of does this weird grunt thing and oh. he collapses over the body <laughs> And Buffy picks him up like he's a little baby. <laughs> She's holding him in her arms and you were laughing. And I was saying to you, wait for it, wait for it. And then the curtains open and like the whole audience for the talent show are there. And they can just see this really bizarre scene <laughs> of like Willow, Xander and Giles <clears throat> looking at this dead demon, beheaded demon and Buffy holding up this, this tummy. <laughs> Why were they just sat there the whole time? Like, why didn't anyone... Why didn't anyone... <laughs> why didn't they hear the noise going on behind the curtains? Why did no one go and just do a little peek behind the stage and be like, is everything okay? And also, so where was the rest of the cast for the talent show? That's so stupid. Like, who That's was... so stupid. First, was it was it Mark the magician was supposed to be on first, so everyone <laughs> outside having a cigarette, or <laughs> yeah, utterly ridiculous. And then you just cut <laughs> Principal Snyder in the uh, audience, going, "I don't get it." What yeah, is it? me neither, me either. And that is the end of the episode, except it's not quite the end of the episode. No. The only time in Buffy history. The credits are rolling and we get a little something extra. The only time? The only time it happened. Oh my God, what a treat. And it is Buffy, Xander and Willow performing their dramatic reading. So <sighs> they've cleared up the demon on the stage. No one's asked where Mark the Magician has got to. No. Nope. Um, and the show must go on. <laughs> so ridiculous. Now, but then... You have to put it back to what was said in one of the early episodes, don't you? That people just accept, don't they? And in fairness, as well, we don't know that the puppet that the whole talent show wasn't rescheduled for the following week. Yeah, let's pretend that's what happened. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Buffy and Willow are doing their uh, and Xander are doing their talent reading, and Xander is being like properly hammy and not being a very good actor at all. Buffy is really just like, I don't want to be here. You're delivering the lines with no emotion. And mm. then it's Willow's turn and she's just stage struck. And she is staring at the, 
and then runs off. <laughs> Buffy and Xander just quickly stand together and close the gap like it was supposed to happen. Yeah. No, it's really good. That was that was a funny ending. I liked that bit. Xander obviously was amazing. So overall, thoughts on the episode? Ridiculous. It was silly. But it I, was stupid, but it was, it was a good one. It was Yeah, fun. it was. Like I wasn't I wasn't sat frustrated like I was in the last episode. Yeah. I wasn't pissed off. This one they were definitely they definitely played it for laughs and mm. they got it. It always made like I know the whole program is supernatural, but this one for me, I know it wasn't Halloween themed, but for me it had that kind of like Halloween special kind of thing you know where it's like I don't know yeah it was ridiculous but it wasn't as bad as some yeah. of the others have been they were just sort of letting loose and having a bit of fun with this one I think yeah um who was your favorite character as if I need to ask obviously Xander had some cracking one-liners in this episode oh my days Xander would have been Xander was my favorite in this episode as well yeah he was brilliant obviously I like Cordelia Mm. And I like that in this episode she got more to do because normally she just rocks up for one scene and discusses yeah. body or or something or delivers a monologue, but she's running around like she's she's in the mix, not like in with the Scoobies, but she's there singing away or making it. So all you like basically that. just like it because she's in it more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as we've come to realise over the last couple of weeks. The episodes that she's not in are not good. No. Uh, so having Cordelia back, I'm very happy about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, plus, actually, I will say, you start to see, I think this is the first episode where you start to see the relationship that she has with Xander and that sort of, like, you've seen it a bit before, but you're starting to see that they have a bit of a comedy act going on that you can see that, this might be funny. And also, she has it with Giles as well. You see Giles loosen up a bit around her because he's taking the mickey out of her as well. Yeah. And that was nice, I thought, for just for Giles's character to not be so serious all the time. Yeah, I do. I really did like that thing about her hair. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Buffy bonding with um, a puppet. <laughs> oh, don't it's just I can't yeah it's so stupid our no, friend Holly would wouldn't even watch that episode would she no she wouldn't I don't know that there's much more we could say about um this episode um yeah it's just uh, <laughs> yeah I just thought it's very funny um now are you wanting to know about the next episode yeah definitely right so the next episode is called Nightmares. And here is the synopsis. The world of nightmares and reality become one when everyone in Sunnydale is living out their worst fears. While Xander comes to school in his underwear and Giles is unable to read, Buffy must unravel the mystery before reality folds completely into the world of nightmares. What? So Giles' nightmare is that he can't read? <laughs> Xander's nightmare is that he wears underwear. I mean... <laughs> so his biggest fear is that he can't read again? I don't know that it's biggest fear. It's just that... Oh, it's, it's just a nightmare. I guess it would really F him over, wouldn't it? I mean, as a librarian... And a watcher a who has to read old books. He can't watch no more. Oh, so we get to see Xander in his underwear, do we? Yeah. He better not be wearing like long johns or something. I'll be fuming. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, just back to Giles for a second. I I actually I completely understand this fear because as somebody who reads so much and writes, mm. and, like anything happens to my eyes, I'm I panic about it. I like really yeah. panic about it. I guess it, like I said, it is quite a valid fear, isn't it? If that's your vocation. Yeah, I mean, even anyone who is not their vocation, waking up, like, if suddenly going blind, it's going to have a massive uh, effect on your life. Um, he's not on about going blind. He's on about not reading anymore. Oh, well, it's because he goes blind. Oh, spoiler alert. 
<laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> anyway, we'll get back. before we analyse next week's episode, uh, should we leave it there? Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm going to go crack on with my old uh, cardboard reef. Yeah, and I've got to go and send out some more books ready to for people to have at Christmas. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we're finding out about tiers this week, aren't we? Yeah. Um, we, hopefully where we are, we might get moved to tier one. Um, the rate, the cases have gone down. So maybe we'll be able to do it. We might be able to do a show together next week. Oh my gosh, a Christmas special. Christmas special. <laughs> How exciting. Yeah. Um, I'll speak to you next week then. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of The Watches Podcast, the podcast where me and Georgia watch an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and spend even longer talking about it. Uh, We would love to hear from you. Get in contact. Tell us what you think of the episode, what you think of the podcast, what you think of Buffy in general. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that uh, lots more people can find us as well. Georgia, unmute yourself and say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Grr, arg.